ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. Love it. Gets me pumped up. This is Rabbi Garfinkel of Project 613 in Chicago with another awesome message for you. I am so pumped up. Cannot wait to share this with you. So tonight, I was at a wedding of two of our just amazing Jewish young professionals. I wish a big mazel tov to Emily and Jenya. Jean, great, great, great young couple. Wish them a life of happiness and health and to build, we say, a bias in them on Israel, a faithful home among the Jewish people. And it got me all pumped up and it got me thinking about all the weddings we had this year. And thank God, Project 613 is rocking with great, great people, young Jews committed to being Jewish and growing Jewishly and raising Jewish families Nothing is better. This is why we do what we do, and I'm all pumped up about it. And, you know, the slogan, another link in the chain, came to mind, right? Because obviously, here we are tonight, another link in the chain of this beautiful, unbelievable, incredible Jewish people going all the way back to Abraham 3,800 years ago. Okay, we are the energizer bunnies of history. We just keep on going. Nothing can stop us. We've taken our bruises and our licks and boy, oh boy, uh, take a licking. What is it? And keep on ticking. That's it. We just, we keep on going. And the question is, what, what is it? What do we mean by another link in the chain? Where does that come from? It's a cliche, but let's, let's get some Torah on this. Okay. So, there's an unbelievable Meshe Chachma, who is a commentator on the Torah. His name, that's the name of his book, uh, his commentary on the Torah, from Rev. Meir Simcha of Devinsk. He lived in, from 1843 to 1926. He wrote another famous commentary on, actually, the works of the Rambam called the Or Sameach, which I love because I studied at Or Sameach in Jerusalem for eight years and where I got rabbinic ordination through them. Okay, so very exciting. So Mayor Simcha of Devinsk is talking about Yaakov. He's talking about Jacob. And it says that Hashem appeared to Yaakov in a dream at night. Okay, and he points out that by the other two patriarchs, by Avraham and Yitzhak, it never says that Hashem appeared to them at night. So what does this mean? So he explains certain symbolisms that each one of the prayers that we say is based on the service that we would have in the temple. So the morning service was based on the morning service in the temple and the afternoon service was based on the afternoon service. And each one of those represents the first two patriarchs. Avraham represents the morning service, and Yitzhak Isaac represents the afternoon service. But what about Yaakov? So let's take a look. What was the nighttime service in the temple? What happened way back when, when we were bringing animal offerings in the temple? What happened there? So it turns out that really there wasn't an independent 
offering. It really was the quote-unquote the leftovers of the day based on what happened during the day. If there were certain limbs or certain parts of the animals that need burning, they would burn throughout the night. And that was the evening prayer. That was the evening service. And therefore, Yaakov became associated with the evening prayer. He became associated with nighttime, with gullus, with darkness, with exile. And therefore, God is with Yaakov even at night, even in the darkest moments. But why? Why, says the Meshachachma? Because he's connected to the daytime. He's the leftovers. If it weren't for the morning and the afternoon, Yaakov wouldn't be there at night. Yaakov in the darkness is plugged into the daytime. Light. He is literally, it could be dark and there could be enemies around him. And if you know the Humash, the story of Genesis, Bereshis, you will see that Yaakov lived a life of darkness. He was constantly, constantly facing challenges from evil people within and without of his family. And he was literally on the run many times in his life. And yet Yaakov, that patriarch, which represents the evening service of exile, of darkness, it says that the Shechina, God's presence, is with him. Why? Because he was the continuation of the day. So it looked dark out at night, but really for Yaakov, it was daytime because he was connected. He was a link in the chain to the daytime, and therefore God stayed with him even in the times of darkness at night. And then the Meshachachma says something unbelievable, and I cannot believe that I had never heard this before. And my rabbi, Rabbi Gross, Rabbi Ruven Gross from Shai Tzedek, said it in his drush, in his sermon this Shabbos morning. And I just had to look it up, and I looked up the source. Very grateful to Rabbi Gross for showing me the source. Unbelievable. The Meshachachma says, do you know what the message is? What is the message of this? Is that We Jews today, in exile, we have a choice. If we stay faithful to the Torah and the traditions of our matriarchs and our patriarchs and our ancestors who sacrificed so much, and we become that link in the chain, then guess what? We become, and I'll translate this, a goy eitan ve'otik yomin, which means we become an ancient and mighty nation. In other words, we plug into 3,800 years of strength and survival and Hashem being with us. That is if we plug in and we are faithful to the Torah and its teachings and do our best to learn Torah and to pass that down to our children. But guess what says the Meshachachma? Brutal, brutal words. He says, however, for those people who cut themselves off from that tradition, basically, they're on their own. They're on their own. Now, God loves everyone and he watches over everyone to the extent. But we have the choice. We literally, if we stay faithful to our tradition, then we are literally, it could be dark in the exile, but we're literally plugged into the light time of Hashem being there in the temple. We are literally plugging into 3,800 years of strength and light and brightness. But if we cut ourselves off, then we are sitting alone in the darkness. And it's literally like cut flowers. 
you know, they're beautiful and they're gorgeous, but the clock is ticking because once you are uprooted from your source, again, you know, they might be beautiful a while. They might stay and you can add this special plant food and extend life. But if we are cut off from our source, we are destined to die. And, and I know this is money motivation and we want to stay positive over here. But this is really exactly the battle that we're fighting today. You know, I hate to keep harping on this, but what can I say? I, I, I'm, I'm above politics now. Okay, we're not talking politics. But Israel came up in the news again today. The former president said uh, something, and then the left went crazy, and the right came back to defend it. And what did he say? He said that American Jews, by and large, are not in love with Israel anymore and are not great Israel supporters. And the left said he's anti-Semitic, and, and the rights of all and, and And everyone misses the main issue. Is it true? Did, did what he say, what, what, was that true? Where, where are the Jews vis-a-vis -vis Israel? Where are we? Where are we? Well, well, now we have so many Jewish groups that are anti-Israel that we don't, we don't even need to, to go to anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Israel groups. We have plenty of our own. Now, if you think that I'm exaggerating, I live this. This is where I live. I, my work is working with young people. It, for everyone who is, uh, I don't know, 40 and above who are listening, your world is, a, the world today is a different world. This is not the Israel flag-waving, uh, pro-Israel youth of yesteryear that we could count on, the young people loving Israel. And where does it come from? It comes from the fact that when we lose at Jewish identity, we lose for Israel. I have seen so many Israel programs over the last near 20 years coming and we will teach everyone about Israel and it will be great. But no one cares. Why? Because they don't feel Jewish. It's literally like Velcro against glass. It just doesn't stick. So I tell all the Israelis, in fact, I was invited to the Consul General, very exciting, of Israel this week to discuss Jewish identity and programs. Uh, an honor to be invited. But what I'm going to tell them is exactly this, that if we don't feel Jewish, if the next generation doesn't connect to that link in the chain and feel Jewish and love being Jewish, then the Israel messages are not compelling because everything that they're hearing from the news and from their classrooms is anti-Israel. It is a different world, people. And we have to realize that the world alignment is different. Israel is no longer the darling of the Six-Day War. Israel is caught in the crosshairs. Israel is the successful oppressor. Just like the Jews in America, the Jews going onto college campuses now, they're no longer a minority. They are the white ruling class of being successful. And therefore, it doesn't matter that it was all built on the from the ashes of the Holocaust. And no one gave Jews any privilege whatsoever. But nevertheless, since we are successful, we are the, now the victims of our own success. This is a new reality. I'm happy to do a different podcast on this at a different time. But these are the realities facing our youth today. And we have to wake up to it. And we have to stand up and say, I'm going to be a proud Jew. And not just Rara. We've got to learn Torah. That is the answer. You keep me hearing me harp on this over and over again. But it's not a joke because we, once we learn Torah, and once we connect to our 
our traditions. We are plugging in to 3,800 years of strength that we don't have to apologize for who we are, that we can stand up and that we come to a wedding of two young Jews who are living this example of being proud Jews. It brings a tear to my eye and it brings a, a skip to my step and I'm pumped up. And I wanted to share this with you tonight because I want you to be pumped up to say, I am part of a tradition. I am part of a link of a chain and my decisions will determine if Hashem Almighty will make it daytime in this dark exile or if God forbid the opposite. So I give us all a blessing on this Monday, this Monday motivation. We should be pumped. We should feel the energy of the weddings of the project 613 weddings and we should have a skip in our step and we should go out there and not apologize and we should be proud of being Jewish and proud of Israel. And then, and only then, will the Almighty shine brightly in our lives, our personal lives, and the lives of every Jew everywhere. God bless. Have an amazing Monday, an amazing week. God bless you all.